0: Welcome to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. Part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, and I am here to discuss the Denver Nuggets loss to the Dallas Mavericks. Final score 116 115. First and foremost, I want to just acknowledge that this was a really good game between two very good teams. The Nuggets were on the losing end of it, and that sucks, and that's too bad. But there were a lot of fun moments in this game, lots of good things that came from it for both sides. The Mavericks made one extra shot, and that is what the deciding factor was, unfortunately. But if you're a Nuggets fan, I don't think you like you can be upset with this one. I, I get it. I do understand being upset. But getting some distance away from this game, I'm recording this at 1 o'clock in the morning, You get some distance away from this one and you realize, look, there was better defensive effort tonight, not necessarily the execution that you would like, but the urgency was absolutely there in my opinion. And it was just too bad that Denver got hit by a good team and that good team won and it's just a tough matchup. And that's just sometimes how the cookie crumbles. And there were very distinct reasons why Denver lost tonight, but I don't necessarily see this as one game where... Everybody can be like, oh, man, there's no way Denver can ever win anything ever. I honestly don't believe that. I think that this is a good team and that Dallas is a good team. I mean, look at what they did. Look at what the the players that they had that stepped up and and just hit shots. They hit 17 threes. Sometimes that just happens. And you got to live with it. You got to figure it out. On this episode, we're going to talk about the starters in the first segment. We'll talk about the bench in the second segment. Return of Bones Highland and how he played much better than he did in his previous couple games. And then we'll talk about uh, just some ups and downs and why, even though they're on a three game losing streak, even though this is like uncharted territory for Nuggets fans, I feel it's not the worst thing in the world. Start with the starters though. Let's start with Aaron Gordon. I I usually start with Nikola Jokic, but I honestly feel like the player to start with on this particular game is Aaron Gordon, who played an extremely good game of basketball today, making good rotations on the defensive end, being physical, being athletic, doing exactly what this Nuggets team needs against a team like the Dallas Mavericks, where he took advantage of the situations that he had, where he had a mismatch, and he was awesome. 10 of 13 from the field, 27 points, 2 of 2 from 3, Only five of seven from the line. And honestly, like the free throw shooting is probably the worst bit of Aaron Gordon's year so far. But he had eight rebounds, was a physical beast, two assists, one steal, and a minus six tonight. But I don't necessarily attribute that to him. He was very, very good and did a lot of great things. Excuse me. Nuggets fans have to be excited about what Aaron Gordon is bringing. He cares. He absolutely wants to be out there doing the right things. And even though he's had a couple bad games here or there, I think mostly he's been the second best player on the team this year. That's a crazy thing to say. You're talking to one of the biggest Jamal Murray fans out there. And I've long thought that Michael Porter could be the second best player on the team too. But Aaron Gordon has been that guy. He's been the most consistent player outside of Nikola Jokic, and he deserves a lot of credit for the way that he is playing. Just being physical around the rim, changing his mentality, and the defense has improved. He's one of those guys that takes this personally. I spoke to him post-game along with other Nuggets media there, and he is just frustrated about the way that things are going right now. He's very competitive, wants to win, and is clearly taking this pretty hard. But you like that. You like guys that take this personally. And it seems like Aaron Gordon is taking this more personally than some other guys. And that's great. That's great because Aaron Gordon is a very, very important piece. And he, it's one of the reasons why Denver has brought him in so that he could be that stalwart that's out there. Jamal Murray, on the other hand, horrible game, Like especially offensively. I, I don't want to sugarcoat this. I am a Jamal Murray guy, he's one of the players that I very firmly believe in, and I think that this is one of those games where you can both say, look, he's coming back from an ACL tear. He's going to have some ups and downs. There's no doubt that that is bothering him. You also look at it and he's like, there's a plus 15. What the hell happened while he was out there? Should they have been way better when he was out there on the court? Because I do think that his individual play at times was definitely a problem on the offensive end. Did have 5 assists, only 2 turnovers, 11 points on 11 shots, missed his shots, but more importantly, it was the process by which he was trying to shoot and trying to score and create for his teammates, he really struggled. The Mavericks have some talented defenders. Dorian Finney-Smith was on him for most of the night, but even if you switch, Spencer Dinwiddie's pretty good. Tim Hardaway's pretty good. Uh, Maxi Kleba is a great switch defender. Reggie Bullock, very good. Josh Green, very good. Christian Wood, no. Luka Doncic, no. Dwight Powell, whatever. But the Mavericks just have a really good defensive roster in general. And one of the things that they do well is they bother ball handlers with their length. They have a lot of size on the perimeter. They don't have a lot of guys that are under, what, 6'6"? Like, I think Luka's 6'8", Dinwiddie's 6'6". I think Tim Hardaway Jr. is probably the shortest player that they have. And I think, okay, he's 6'5". And I think Josh Green is probably about 6'5", 6'6". But for the most part, their guys are long and athletic and difficult to play against. And I do think that Murray really struggled with that. He is still working his way back. And I think Michael Malone said this when I asked about Jamal Postgame. He said, I think this is a a pretty big, big reminder that Jamal still has a long way to go. And he's not wrong. Jamal going to be in this up and down phase, and it's going to cost Denver some games at times where you finish with him over somebody like Bones Highland, even though Bones is playing better. But the thing is, is that Michael Malone has said previously that he's going to trust Jamal. He's going to put him out there in these situations, pretty much rain or shine, and he's going to let him operate. Now, I will give Jamal credit. He played some really good defense, especially on Luka Doncic at the end of that game. Had some good rotations, had some good plays, some good contests. Uh, Murray had one steal. Everybody on the team, uh everybody on the starting lineup had at least one steal. KCP had a block, but it was a strip, it was a strip steal. Bruce Brown had a block, Zeke Najee had a block. Uh Bones Highland had two steals in a block, so credit to Bones for really fighting hard there. Murray was also fighting. That was one thing that I think you can you can absolutely say. There was one play. At the, Towards the end of the second half where it, it made the rounds on Twitter, where he put up some really horrible effort trying to contest Luca's step back. Really bad. Uh, probably needs to be a lot better than that. Actually, definitely needs to be a lot better than that. Come on. But the aggregate of what Jamal has been doing defensively this year, I think it's been good. I think it's been fine. There's nothing – like. there's a reason why he was a plus 15. I don't think it was entirely because of what he did offensively, but the team was defending better. While he was on the court. And he deserves some credit for that. Nikola Jokic, Only 13 shots tonight. I thought he could have taken more. Uh, 19 points. Of, 7 of 13 from the field. 0 of 3 from 3. Continues to kind of get dry from the 3 point uh, range as well. Missed a key free throw. Denver was down 2 with about, I don't know, 16 seconds left or so. 12 seconds left. And Jokic gets fouled, goes to the line, misses the first free throw. So sometimes those are the breaks. Uh, Mavericks made 27 out of 31 free throws for 87%. The Nuggets made 22 out of 28 free throws for 78%. Sometimes it just comes down to that. Denver has not been a great free throw shooting team this year. Actually, I looked this up. Denver's had some really poor free throw shooting luck against them, where teams are, are generally shooting pretty well against them, for what I understand, unless I'm reading it wrong. But either way, um, Denver, when Jokic was on the court, was a plus two in a game that they lost by one. Unfortunately, the Nuggets, it, they just have to be better than that. The bench, I thought, did their job mostly, but uh, Vlatko was a minus eight, Zeke was a minus three, Bones was a minus four, and honestly, that was the difference. Even though Jokic was a plus two, he probably had to be a plus five or plus six in order for Denver to actually eke this one out. I don't want to say that that was on Joker because it clearly wasn't. Like Murray was playing pretty badly. I thought that there were definitely some other things that you can look at. But honestly, it's it's hard for a guy like Jokic to get up more shots than 13 when Dallas was sending just aggressive double teams at him for the entire night. He did a good job of kicking the ball out, moving it to the right player, and Denver created a lot of open shots with that as a result. Jokic had eight assists, but Bruce Brown had five. Jamal Murray had five. Aaron Gordon, two. KCP, two. They finished with 30 as a team, so it's not like the passing was bad. I do think that the decisions after Jokic made that kickout pass probably could have been better, but them's the breaks sometimes. It's just – it's not the worst thing in the world. Denver will improve. Dallas is a good team. I think people sort of forget that, but they played really well tonight. They probably played even a little bit above their standard. Denver, Jokic, they'll be better. They'll be be fine. Bruce Brown deserves some credit for the run that he went on towards the end of this game. Uh, It was kind of dead in the water at one point. And Bruce Brown then goes on his own personal, I think, 11 0 run. It was uh it was pretty wild to think about. Uh, basically, <clears throat> from the four-minute mark on, 407, the Mavs are leading 101 or one eleven to 101. Bruce Brown hits a 25-footer. Jokic hits a floater, assisted by Bruce Brown. Jokic gets a NAND-1. Uh, then Bruce Brown makes a couple free throws. Then Bruce Brown hits a three, and Denver at that point is up by one. And then the Mavericks take a timeout, and Dorian Finney-Smith comes down and hits a three on the other end. It was a very good play by them. They deserve a lot of credit for creating that one, and Bruce Brown deserves a lot of credit because he hadn't been playing that well for much of this game. And he comes back out and helps will Denver back into this. So definitely deserves a lot of credit for that still think that his contributions with the bench unit leave a lot to be desired. The Nuggets just don't really function that well when he's on the bench. And it kind of reminds me of Jeremy Grant, where you could see the vision of Jeremy Grant with the starters. But Jeremy Grant playing with the bench was not very good. And, And he was trying to figure some stuff out. And it's no wonder that that didn't really manifest. But With Bruce Brown, he's had so many opportunities with this starting lineup that it's kind of masked that his plus minus is really, really horrible with that bench unit. But he plays well with the starters, didn't necessarily play well with the bench, and that's something that Denver's going to have to figure out going forward. Because if Michael Porter comes back, Bruce Brown's moving to the bench, so they're going to have to figure some stuff out. And finally, KCP. KCP started this game really strongly. He was 5 of 6 at one point, finished the game 5 of 9, missed the last three three three-pointers that he attempted, and it's unfortunate that that went the way that he did because he had been playing so, so well. And honestly, he deserves a lot of credit for his defense. I thought that he was probably Denver's best defender tonight, just gouging the ball out of drives and deflections and making various rotations and plays and just being right on point with everything that he needed to be on top of and he was a plus 1 and Denver's negative 1 loss so it's tough like this is this is the breaks this is this is where you run into a good team especially a team with a really really strong bench and they figured out how to play and just really take advantage of some of the issues that Denver was uh being faced with and KCP is one of those guys that is very dependent on what's going on around him, and the ball kept finding him at the early stages of this game, and he was delivering. So, deserves some credit for that. Uh, Denver cycled through different players guarding Luka Doncic versus guarding off-ball. KCP, I thought, had great success with both of those. He was always on point with his rotations, never really missing a step. I do think that the hot shooting by Dallas – really masks some good things that Denver did defensively tonight. Dallas hit a bunch of threes. Tim Hardaway Jr. got hot. Dorian Finney-Smith went 5 of 10. And then Luka hit 4 of 9, including some very, very impressive step backs. So, but here's the thing. Luka went 1 of 8 from two-point range. He did struggle at various points tonight. He just had the three going. So, there is definitely... Some good things to take from the starting lineup, especially. And there are going to be some good things to take from the bench. I know everybody wants to kill the team. I know everybody wants to blame Michael Malone and to uh, how Jamal Murray for being horrible on offense when he comes back from the injury that he has. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. This was absolutely a step in the right direction. And Denver – They needed this hard loss because they need to know that if you play this tough, if you play with intensity and energy, but you don't quite get across the finish line, you know you're close, but you know that the other team still has your number. So Denver's got some adjustments that they have to make. So as does the starting lineup, they've got to figure some things out too. When we come back, we're going to talk about the bench unit and everything that they have done so far, including some major changes to that unit. But first, everybody, this podcast, as you know, it's brought to you by Superbook Sports. Superbook is bringing Vegas-style wagering to the palm of your hands, and now they will match 100% of your first bet up to $1,000, no matter if that bet wins or loses. You don't have to be in the arena, at the stadium, or anywhere to enjoy your sport. Just visit Superbook.com. Or download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start getting in on all of the action. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. We'll be right back on Pickaxe and Roll. Epic Axe Roll, Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Really appreciate all the love and support on the podcast. As always, if you can, it would be awesome if you could rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. That would be fantastic. All right. Let's discuss the bench unit. Let's discuss what uh, was good and was bad because there was definitely some both. There were some tough bits that I think the Nuggets had to really work through. But we gotta start with Bones. Bones was the guy tonight. If you look at the shot attempts for the bench, it's actually really funny. You've got one for Zeke Naji, you've got one for Vlatko Chanchar, who was benched after the first quarter, you have four for Christian Brown, you have four for Jeff Green. And you have 15 for Bones Highland. And that should not surprise anybody at all, because Bones is the guy with that second unit. Whether it's Bruce Brown there, or Er or Jamal Murray there, staggering, it really does seem like Bones is the player that they run everything through, that they are consistently turning to in these situations. And they were right to do so. Bones played pretty well. Tough shots. That he was taking, not necessarily the best shots, but the sh- the best shot that you can take is the one that you make. And I know that folks, and I, I speak to Matt Moore of HP basketball all the time, so I, I totally understand the skepticism of it. However, Denver just doesn't have a lot of creators with that bench unit. They have a lot of struggles at times to generate the right shots. Shots that are in the flow, easy shots. And the Mavericks made things difficult for Denver. They really did. But Bones, he took it upon himself to take the tough ones. And it takes a lot to be willing to stomach that because sometimes you're not going to make those and your your shooting percentages are not going to look very good. But Bones tonight played pretty well. 30 minutes, 20 points, 7 of 15 from the field, 5 of 10 from 3. Hit a technical free throw four rebounds, five assists, two steals, one block, three turnovers, was a minus four. And the reason why he was a minus four and not plus was a variety of different things. But for the majority of it, I think it was some of the defensive issues with him. The Mavericks hunted him constantly tonight. There were a lot of possessions where Spencer Dinwiddie's out there, Luka Doncic is out there, and they're just licking their chops, trying to get the switch so that they could back down Bones in the post. And to be clear, it was a pretty good option for the other team. Bones had some moments where he got some stops. He got a stop on Luka one time. He got a stop on Spencer Dinwiddie one time and deserved some credit. And then there were times where those guys had to pass off, couldn't necessarily get the shot that they wanted, and so they had to kick it out. And whether it was to a three point shooter, Or to somebody else that then had to create offense themselves, there were times where Bones did his job. But there is a lot of mismatch hunting going on with Bones. And when he's not being put into the play, he was really struggling to close out on three-point shooters once again. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. got hot in the second half as, as a direct result of the open space that Bones was giving him in that fourth quarter. And there are other guys that hit their shots too, and I think the starters were definitely the main culprits there, but like Luca hit his shots, not a lot of those were on bones. Um Spencer Dinwiddie hit a three. I don't remember who Spencer Dinwiddie hit that shot over, but Tim Hardaway's really the guy that you're thinking of. And that's a know your personnel thing. There were a lot of possessions where Luca was calling up bones to try to defend in the guard, guard, pick and roll. And so when Bones, his man would slip the screen and go out to the three point line, Bones was trailing the play. They would pump fake. It was mostly Tim Hardaway Jr. Pump fake. And then Bones would be caught off guard, caught in the air. And those are tough plays because you want to close out. You want to make sure that you give a tough contest, make sure that the shot doesn't get off. And then you lose your feet. And Bones was behind the play a lot. So, As good as the offense is, a lot of people are going to focus more on that. I've focused more on that in the past. I'm trying to balance it out. Bones is one of those guys that you have to understand that as much as he's doing on the offensive end, the defensive end is really an issue. He is the mark in a lot of different ways. And Denver just doesn't have great personnel to to give help where they have athletes behind him and really... Just accompanying him with fantastic defensive personnel, Denver doesn't really have that, so they're working with uh limited resources there and they're trying like kCP Bruce Brown Jamal Murray, they can do some things Aaron Gordon can do some things but when you're with the bench specifically and they're taking advantage of you, there's not a lot of answers that the nuggets can give, so that is something Denver's gonna have to live with or. They are going to have to find ways to put Bones into better uh, positions to succeed, where they're doubling when he gets posted up, or they are at least stunting better, helping better, making sure that the person that's being guarded by Bones has to at least think about it a little bit. So going to be interesting to see, but it was a good recovery game from Bones on the offensive end for sure. He tried on the defensive end. I'm not trying to say that he didn't try. Let's be honest. like He did put in a lot of effort. There are just certain things that he can't really do. So Denver's going to have to figure that out. They're going to have to navigate that. Vladko Chanchar, he was the first sub off the bench today. In seven minutes, he accumulated a minus eight, missed a layup, uh, did have three rebounds, did have an assist. But he had two turnovers, was burned a couple times on the defensive end, and then he never saw the floor after that. He was replaced by Christian Brown, who made his return to the rotation. And honestly, I thought Christian Brown did pretty well. There were some things that I think you can criticize. Uh, There were some shots that he missed, but he did hit a three. He did hit a very important three in that fourth quarter. And then some of the defensive stuff. He got caught fouling Luka Doncic a couple times, but it's hard not to foul Luka Doncic. He does such a great job of throwing his head back, flopping, getting into you, and then accentuating contact a la James Harden. But I thought that Christian Brown had a really good game. Plus five tonight in his minutes. uh, Just 16 minutes off the bench and probably could have played even a little bit more in this particular matchup. But I don't blame Denver for not going too much to him. They did bring him in early in that third quarter and he saw a lot of time. He saw a lot of time and was pretty good defensively. Forced some tough step backs from Luka, forced a tough turnaround, and ultimately was one of the reasons why Denver was able to hold Luka down to just 22-12-10 on 5-17 of from the field. It was a pretty good day from Christian Brown. He doesn't have a lot of juice on the offensive end, doesn't really do that much. He did get a nice drive today, uh, drove very hard from the top of the key when Bones kind of pressure released, when he was facing a lot of pressure on the right wing, swung it over to the middle of the floor. Christian Brown was initially going to drive uh, and kind of drive into a DHO on the left side of the floor, but he turned it up into the middle. And finished a tough shot. Uh, It wasn't even that tough. He just made it look pretty easy. So, did some good things. And I do think that he is in line for more time. There's no reason to not play him more. Jeff Green made his return tonight. Very understated debut from Jeff Green. But he did spend some time guarding Luka. Did spend some time switching on to various people. And I thought played a reasonable game. 7 points, 1 rebound, 1 assist. The 2 fouls that he had were on the perimeter where he couldn't really guard. And that's not a surprise uh just coming back and and be his first game back from an extended absence here. He was always going to struggle just a little bit, so deserves some like if we're if we're going to give Jamal some time to get back to what he was and Bones some time to get back to what he was, Jeff Green deserves that too. Had a rebound, had an assist, uh, one turnover, but overall, it was fine. Denver's bench, they were fine tonight for the most part. Uh, Vlaco was horrible, but for the most part, everybody else was pretty solid. Zeke Nagy switched on to Luka a couple times. Mixed results, as one would expect. Zeke, I thought, did a really good job when he was forcing Luka to drive, but when he allowed Luka to get to a step back, I think Luka hit two shots over him, if I'm not mistaken. So two out of those four threes came with Zeke over the top. I could be wrong about that, so don't hold me to it. But Zeke had a block. He had an offensive rebound put back. He had an assist. Did have a turnover on a screening foul. That's got to be better. But uh, it was fine. Like If Bones is going to soak up most of the shot attempts and the playmaking and things like that, Zeke's got to do the other stuff. He's got to rebound. He's got to be better. Uh, the bench didn't give up many offensive rebounds. Uh, Josh Green had an offensive rebound, but I'm not sure who was over. I think it was with the starters out there. Dwight Powell had two offensive rebounds. Tim Hardaway had an offensive rebound. I'm not sure if any of those came with the bench out there. So it's tough. Like sometimes you look at the rebounding numbers and think, oh man, Jeff Green, Zeke one rebound each. Blacko had three, Bones had four, Christian Brown had one. There just weren't that many rebounds to be had. Thirty-six total missed shots from Dallas. Denver had twenty-eight defensive rebounds, and like, it's just I, Dallas had only four offensive rebounds. That's really what the number that you got to look at. Denver had twenty-eight defensive rebounds. Dallas had four offensive. Rebounding wasn't an issue tonight. And then finally, was there anybody else? Oh, no, there really wasn't anybody else. Uh, here's, here's the thing about the bench. I do think that they get into trouble sometimes when they're overly reliant on Bones, when he has to create absolutely everything. It's why Jamal Murray needs to start playing better. It's why Bruce Brown needs to be better when he's out there with the bench unit. Because those guys can be helpful. They can give Bones some breathing room. But I do think that one of the things that Denver's got to do is they've got to find a second scorer. They've got to find somebody who can consistently provide offense. When Bones is out there, he's really the only guy. Murray, when he's out there with the bench, not as good offensively. Bruce Brown, when he's out there with the bench, not as good offensively. Those guys are bit players at this point. And Jamal probably has to, like he's got to figure it out, like no doubt. But right now he also kind of has to take a step back because he hasn't been fantastic. So he's got to work through some things. And until he gets back to the place where he needs to go, the bench is still trying to figure out how to score. They've got to run. They've got to defend, rebound, run. That's probably the best way to do it. And if you get to that place, then you're probably okay. Jeff Green, he was back tonight, seven points, four shots. There's something to like there, I would say, where you can give him an opportunity at various points to do his isolation play, and he will be functional doing that. I do think Denver has to mix in a little bit more of that, a little bit less of Bones just doing absolutely everything, because he has to right now. So Denver can work their way back. But the bench, they have to continue to defend. They have to continue to find ways to be successful. But I, I know that I said this with the starters. I think this was a step in the right direction for the bench too. I liked the group that they had when it was Bones, Jamal, Christian Brown, uh, Jeff Green, Zeke Naji. I think that is a good group and that group can be successful. Jamal has to be better. I do know that. And maybe the difference that you have to throw out there at times is having Michael Porter out there. And maybe Michael Porter goes to the three, Christian Brown at the two, Bones at the one. And then you have uh, Jeff Green, Ziknagi for the most part, but it could be Vlako. It could be DeAndre. You can mix in various players. But what I do know is that I think Christian Brown has to be out there. I think that he has to find time to be your best defensive guy because he was and kind of remains Denver's best bench defensive guy. He's been very good. All right, let's take a final break. When we come back, we are going to talk about the good and the bad and just kind of circle back to why this isn't that bad. We'll be right back. We're back. Final segment, pickaxe and roll. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Let's wrap this one up by talking about the good and the bad from this game, from this losing streak. Most of it is bad, to be clear. I want to be like, like there are some good things, but when you lose three games in a row, you have to start looking inward. You have to start looking at, okay, it wasn't just the situation. It wasn't just going to Atlanta and going to New Orleans and you want to have fun at those places and... Uh, you just get caught in a matinee game on Sunday. You probably partied on on Thursday night ahead of the Atlanta game after having two very easy wins against Houston. And then you come back to Denver and you face a really good Mavericks team that has sort of figured some things out here. And just in time for them to come back and play you. And they played really hard and they played really well. So it is what it is. Sometimes you get hit with that. But the most important thing for Denver is the defense. It is the be-all, end-all of everything. I asked Michael Malone. I asked Aaron Gordon. I asked Bones Highland about the defense. And I want to read the direct quote from Bones um, that he gave to me in my tweets here. Let me just pull this up. Sorry. Uh, He said, quote, the uh, we're frustrated. We know we're giving up so many games right now. We're losing games that we're supposed to be winning. We know we're not giving a sense of urgency to defend and go out there and compete every night. The locker room is definitely frustrated. Everybody wants, everybody wants to win, but we've got to do the little things to put us in a good position. But the locker room is definitely frustrated because we know, like, we're just giving up games, like, literally. That was a very important piece. And I know it came from Bones. I know it came from a guy that sometimes struggles on the defensive end. And I know if he's the guy that's leading the charge on the defense, then if if I was his teammate in that situation, I would probably not be super enthused. But he's trying. He is definitely putting an effort, at least in this game, uh, the Sunday game against Jose Alvarado and the New Orleans Pelicans, he wasn't great on the effort bit. Tonight, I can really say that he was very good effort-wise, but he's not the only one that has really struggled here. Aaron Gordon, he was very frustrated with the defense. Michael Malone, he was very frustrated with the defense. The most important thing for Denver is the consistency, where they go through these stretches, And they went through it tonight where you look like a very competent defensive team that's just having shots hit against you. There were definitely stretches like that with Denver where they made some good rotations. The Mavericks passed the ball ahead of the rotations pretty consistently, found the open man, and that man delivered a dagger shot. That happened a lot. 17 of 36. Is a crazy number, especially because the threes that they were getting, they weren't elite threes. Some of them were good, some of them were open, but some of them were not. Some of them were contested. So hitting nearly fifty percent of your threes at altitude on the second night of a back to back feels to me like an aberration more than anything else. And I think that that can really be expressed with the way that Denver defended Luka Doncic. They started off hard hedging and doubling him up top, trying to get the ball out of his hands. They did that. They limited his number of points. And then when he tried to get going later in the game, he hit some step backs here or there, but he was one of eight on twos. He got to the line and hit his free throws. But usually in that situation, he goes six of nine, seven of nine. He went eight of nine tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Just check on that real quick. Yeah, he went eight of nine tonight. He's a, not a great three-point or free-throw shooter. Usually, he doesn't go eight of nine. And if he goes seven of nine, then the game's tied. The game is tied when uh, what's-his-face misses another free-throw. So it's tough. You're always in that situation. You're trying to figure out how best to defend a guy like Luka. But there is no easy answer there. Denver came up with what I thought were pretty good answers. The Mavericks just hit their shots. In addition to going 17 of 36 from the from three, they also went 27 of 31 from the line and just hit a lot of free throws. Now, Denver, they have to be better at defending without fouling. That is one thing. Aaron Gordon fouls Tim Hardaway Jr. on a three-pointer. Jamal Murray fouls Tim Hardaway Jr. on a three-pointer. Luka Doncic was the benefit of some calls, but most of his free throw attempts were off of legitimate fouls where he's driving into contact, drawing said contact and uh, doing a very good job of such. Some of them weren't great. Like I thought when bones pulled a chair from him in the post and then got caught with a foul, I thought that that was pretty bad. And he did have his hand on Luca. I, I fully acknowledge that, but if that's being called a foul, Then that's just a tough break. So, Denver got hit with some tough breaks. Like, that's just sometimes what happens. And sometimes that's what happens against a really, really great player. But you live and you learn. You move on. You bring this same effort against a team that has a worse version of Luka Doncic. Let's say, DeJounte Murray of the Atlanta Hawks. If you play with the same urgency and energy and intensity against Atlanta, that you did against Dallas, Denver wins that game. There's no doubt. They got lazy in that game. They did not play well. And when you're making the proper and precise rotations, you force the opposition to hit the open shots when they come, but also to work hard for those shots. I thought the defense made them work hard for those shots and they just hit them. So Denver, they've got to figure it out. But here are some good things. Aaron Gordon continues to excel. He has found a way to be Denver's second scorer, basically. Jamal, his average is higher than Aaron Gordon's because there are some times where Gordon can fade into the background based off of the actions that Denver runs. But I have to imagine that the Nuggets, as long as Aaron Gordon continues to play like this, they are going to continue to try to feed him the ball. He is shooting 81%, at least before tonight. 81% on two-pointers around the rim. That's incredible. That is an incredible number. And he continues to use that physicality in ways that have really helped Denver. Christian Brown, Zeke Nagy, they both played tonight. They played reasonably well. That's a good sign. Denver needed to get those guys back. They needed to have... Their first round picks out there, Mike Mullen actually made mention of this, that Denver drafted uh, Christian Brown. He, he, he needs to find time for guys like that, where those guys are out there, and you've invested time, resources, money, energy into those guys. You want to see if they can be successful. You want to try to coach them up, and Denver found a way to do that. And lo and behold, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad tonight. It might not be this good every night. It might be horrible against Portland. But what I do know is that Denver, if they bring the same effort tonight uh, to Portland, then they will win that game. As long as, you know, Dame doesn't go off for 50 points. So we'll see about that. But one thing that Denver does need to figure out, Jamal Murray is slumping. He is not in a good place from a scoring perspective not in a good place from an efficiency perspective. And the offense that he is running, it sort of feels slow and sticky. Like very much like he himself is sticking to the ground, not necessarily getting up in the air, not necessarily being dynamic, not necessarily playing fast. He's playing slow. And as a result, I think it's slowing down the rest of the team. So if you're him, If you're trying to figure out how best he can help impact the game, I think the best thing is probably to play a little bit more off ball, is to take those shots and be very confident taking those spot-up threes. Pump faked a lot tonight, clearly not very comfortable with the jumper, and definitely needs to improve in that regard. He's got to be better. Just got to be. And I know that he's coming back from the surgery, but there are ways that he can improve And also be effective. Uh, Malone talked about he only grabbed two rebounds tonight. Uh, He's got to be better on the defensive end. He's got to be a better passer in general, especially if the shot is not falling. If he continues to work on his all around game and provide value in those other ways, the Nuggets will be fine even when he slumps because they've got guys like Aaron Gordon who can go off for 27. Jokic only had 19 points tonight. There's no doubt that he can go off for 30 when Denver needs him to. KCP looks like he's moving out of that shooting slope. Bruce Brown hit some shots tonight. Denver's got capable players that can step up when Jamal isn't shooting well. But that means that Jamal's got to do the other stuff. And he will. And He played good defense tonight. Definitely figured some things out. Sometimes the shot just doesn't drop. And he'll work through it. He'll get better. The Nuggets need Michael Porter back. I don't know if he's going to be back on Thursday in Portland. I have to guess that he's probably not going to be. But if I had to pinpoint a day where he does come back, it would probably be Saturday against uh, whoever the hell they're playing. I know it's a game that's back at home. They are playing on Saturday. We'll see if Michael Porter is back by then. But I know Denver needs that extra oomph. They need some shot of adrenaline with this group because – I've heard some talk about it being a little stale. I get it. I understand. Denver's playing very similar brand of basketball for a long time. They are trying to figure some things out. Murray is trying to figure some things out. But in that process, you kind of fall into the rhythm of not necessarily doing a whole heck of a lot different. So Denver's got to play a faster brand of basketball. They've got to play a more urgent brand of basketball. Hopefully, the addition of Michael Porter when he does come back will give them that extra offensive oomph that they have kind of been lacking over the course of these past couple weeks. If they can get that, that'll be great. They need it. They definitely need it. Michael Porter has been missed. We'll see if he can figure some things out when he does come back. All right. That's all I have. It's not the worst thing in the world. I know Denver's lost three games in a row, but I do sense them kind of turning a corner here in terms of both acknowledging the problem on the defensive end and also finding different ways to address that issue. A lot of it is just going to have to come from playing better. Some of it's going to have to be from scheme changes. Some of it is going to have to be from rotation changes. In general, though, Denver can get to a good place but they have to make it a priority if they don't. And if they kind of get lazy and their effort waxes and wanes and their focus waxes and wanes, they are never going to be the defense that Denver needs them to be. So we will see, we will see what it happens. But for now that is going to do it for this episode of pickaxe and roll brought to you by Superbook sports. Thank you so much everybody for tuning in. appreciate all the love and support on the podcast. As always, I'll be back tomorrow going over various things should be a lot of fun. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Talk to you guys very soon.